Hello and welcome to Bringing Education Home. I'm Herb. And I'm Christina. Together we are bringing you ideas about education, entrepreneurship, and relationships that are both inside and outside the box. If you like the show, be sure to follow Christina on Facebook. And make sure you leave us a review and follow us on your favorite podcast platform. Today, I have the pleasure of introducing Susan Cruz. Despite appearing to have it all together, Susan Cruz was a hot mess. She was tired all the time, which led to the creation of the Energy Booster Blueprint. She is a sought-after wellness speaker, the host of the Radiant Soul Sisters podcast, founder of the Radiant Soul Sisters community, yoga teacher, and a trusted CEO. That's quite a lot of things. So welcome, Susan. We're so glad you're here to join us. Thank you. Thank you so much for having me today. So tell us how you got you went from a hot mess to being a wellness speaker and a yoga teacher and all of these amazing things. What how did yeah. you go from all of that? Yeah. So I have a fun story. Um, I have four children that were born within five years, right? And then I had some entrepreneurial stuff going on. My husband's had businesses. And I tell you, just having four children is enough to be in full-time business itself when they were as close together. But what I, I was raised by these beautiful parents that were entrepreneurs, but they were workaholics. And they had the go, 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 go mentality. Press forward. The harder you work, the more money you make. You got to work hard to make money. And that was what was in my mind, okay? What I believed. So that's what I was doing, right? And it was at Thanksgiving. We were hosting Thanksgiving for our large family. And the only thing under the beds in my house is the dining room table leaf that I need to expand it. And I had gone to get the leaf out from under the table. And when I did that, I fell sound asleep. Okay. And when my husband came and looked for me and found me and woke me up, I'm like, oh my gosh, something has to change. This is not life. And it's at that time that I started looking for ways to make big lifestyle changes and business changes that would make a difference in my life. And that is exactly what I did. And I created the Energy Booster Blueprint out of that. There's seven secrets to help you bust the exhaustion cycle. And it was th things that are simple. It doesn't take a rocket scientist to figure it out, right? But learning how to be still, learning how to look at my calendar and say, okay, what on here do I not have to do? What on here can I delegate to someone else? Then the other thing, well, there are two other things that really made huge differences. Three, yoga, learning how to be still and connect my mind, body, and soul. Yoga changed my life, I say. Yeah. Um, that's one. The second thing I learned about being uh, the Enneagram, which is an old Benedictine monk philosophy. And so I learned my nature there, spot on. And then I started studying human design and I learned how I am created to work and how my energy levels work. And when I implemented all of these different tools, I was able to change my life 
be more successful at work and have more joy at home. And that's what was key was finding out who Susan Cruz was and how she's created to live here on earth and work Mm -hmm. here on earth. I like to work. Yeah. That is awesome because we, you know, as Vibrant Family Education, we are working to help our entrepreneurs Mm -hmm. find that kind of balance between entrepreneur, go, 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 and their family, not leaving their family behind. And part of that, we're asking them to take on one more thing and maybe bring their kids home for education, but we're trying to help them build that together. So exactly what you were talking about is what they need to make this work and to move forward in yeah. this entrepreneurial go, go, go. And, and you know, yeah. one of the key points in that, mm-hmm. that oh, the school is really missing is to help find the child's personality. Yeah, and so, you know, I, I'm more familiar with the MBTI, the Meyer-Briggs type index. Yep. And uh, again, so that isn't who you are. That's like a fingerprint. That is that is the core of who you are. And then you build your character on top of that. Mm-hmm. But knowing how your brain works, knowing your core personality, and then how to grow that to be mm-hmm. a better person is, is right. kind of why these tools were invented. It's not yeah. so it's not to put you into a box. It's to show you how you most prefer yeah. to go and then how to grow. And so that's something that that's really missing in school because I think, oh, if you Absolutely. learn it's it's going to put you in a box. Yeah. It it does. And so I as the four children are very similar in many ways but also very different. Our youngest child he had um a learning disability. Of course, he was labeled ADD, ADHD and the meds were just pure nightmares for him and his body. And and so we ended up making our choices, hear that loud and clear, our family choices over that. But yeah, but what we later learned was um, he was in middle school and and was beginning to get depressed, but mainly because of one teacher. And I've ever only complained about one teacher and it's this woman. And it was because she constantly compared my youngest child to his older siblings. And she was like, well, your, your sister can do this. You know, you're just lazy. Why don't you do this? Why don't your parents make you do this? Well, he started into depression and what we started searching for was what, what's the truth here? What's going on? And what, what people don't know through who I am or here and what I do now is I happened to teach school for six years And so I was an insider a little bit, right? And I knew something was wrong. Well, he had a processing speed problem, getting it from his brain to his paper. And once we found the problem, which was only discovered because his dad and I had the ability to take him for private testing, right? And then to seek the proper support, Um, you know, he couldn't fit in that box. He couldn't do the way that his older brothers and sister, sisters and brother Mm -hmm. could do. He wasn't lazy to the contrary. He's very smart. He's brilliant. And we ended up getting him help, putting him in a different um, learning situation, a different learning environment, took him out of the cookie cutter box 
And, you know, at 31 years old, he, he has one beautiful child, another on the way. He and his significant other do very well. And, you know, it, the education system wasn't doing what we needed it to do for him. Exactly. And making a different choice for him. Do I? That's why, that's why we have education at home. That's we're helping people get out of that cookie cutter. Or finding those alternatives kind of like you did, because our children deserve better. Right. They do. And, you know, um, a lot of people can't see that, you know, that's where I think I was very fortunate that I had been an insider. And even my husband sometimes struggled with some of the choices or ideas I was presenting to him, you know, in the beginning, he's like, that's just not how it's done or that's not. And I'm like, just trust me. You got to trust me on this. And I will tell you another thing that we did as entrepreneurs with four children. I always believed that mealtime was one of the most important parts in a child's life, having a meal together. Now, you can imagine when my children were in middle school and high school, three of them were playing sports and the youngest was a music guy. And so he had music stuff happening, right? So what we had to do at that point in time was instead of having dinner together, we started having breakfast together. And we had breakfast at 7 a.m. My husband is a farmer. So he had left home most of the days. He knew to be back in at 7. I knew to have breakfast ready at 7 the kids could come down in their jams. They could do, you know, come dressed, ready to go to school, whatever. But they knew at 7 a.m. it was breakfast. And then we had family conversation then. So, you know, as I think about the work you're doing with families now, I think it's so valuable. You know, that might be a great tip that could help a family that's having trouble finding the time to have conversations. I love that because we do. That's one of the things we talk about with our families a lot is find that time to have that conversation. And in general, it's usually dinner, but you're right. Why can't it be breakfast if evening sports is crazy kind of thing, or even lunch, you know, if they're on on their own schedule, everybody block out lunch and come have lunch. Exactly. Exactly. We're helping add that to my (laughs) art. I just, that was, um, and and my children will talk about that this day and time, you know, and we, we always would play conversation games, high, low, like what's your, what was your biggest high today? What was your low or, you know, things to get them talking because oftentimes, you know, when they come home from events or something, if you don't catch them right when they walk in or right when you pick them up in the car or right after you take them to the activity, you miss out on their conversation or their thoughts, right? Because they move on to the next thing. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. And sometimes the generic questions, you just get really generic answers. So it, it, it does help to ask a, a leading question. Really so. Leading. You know, sometimes when she was having a bad day, you know, I could tell it wouldn't, I wouldn't be just, so how was your day? It'd be like, so what made you feel like a competent teacher today? What was right. it that made you smile when you were working with a child? So, you know, there was, there was those kind of questions, not just, oh, how was your day? Yeah. And I, I do love the fact, I mean, I, I think as a whole, you know, our, our, 
our education system needs an overhaul, right? We're using a system that was created back in the, what, 30s, 20s, 40s, I don't know, years and years ago. Y'all could answer that better than me when it was actually formulated. But I do think the beautiful thing is we have more options now, you know, whether it's homeschool or um, collaborative schools or, you know, just a variety of things. And I also think that's beautiful because if, as entrepreneurs, you're able to really um, teach them about being a business owner as well yep. when, you know, when you can have them around. Right. Exactly. So right now, what entrepreneurs are kind of under attack in the private school system. We're those evil capitalists in the pub, pub, public school system. <laughs> So in the schools. There, there are so yeah. many entrepreneurs out there who are busy and who are out trying to, you know, do this and do that. And they're so busy and they're doing all of this for their family. But at the end of the day, they're not able to spend any of their time with their family. So they're losing them along the way. So, again, that's kind of why we're doing this podcast is to bring that all together so that so and it, hopefully that they're, they can bring the education home and right. take their kids at home so that they can get that family values. They can see how hard their parents are working. And once they get the education at home, right, it's only a couple hours a day. It's not like you're teaching your kids for six hours. If you're doing that, you're doing it wrong. It's a few hours a day. Then you're doing activities that bring value to your family when you're spending time with them instead of agonizing over homework. So exactly. So you said something about human body design. Yeah, okay. It's a, it's human design. Okay. Human design. Um, it was written by, oh gosh, I don't have his name. It, I can't pronounce his name. I have to like read it phonetically. Okay. So I have to get that to you. But anyway, human design takes really what it does is it takes when you were born, where, where you were born, what time of day you were born and you put it into um, the, the charts and it, it, it really tells you how you were created to live here on earth. And it it's not a um it's not anti-religious or whatever. It's really how God created you to be, right? And in human design, it shares with you like whether you are a manifesting generator, a generator, I'm a projector, and then there the other is called a reflector. And a reflector is only like one percent of the population. Probably. Okay. <laughs> okay. Yeah. And and you know what? I have not done my youngest son's chart. I'm willing to bet he's a reflector as well. You know, just because he walks to a different beat of a different drum and they they he thinks very differently. It's it's really he's creative and um it's beautiful. A projector, which is what I am, is I am here to lead and guide. I'm a natural born leader, right? And I can guide people. I'm really created to be a, a coach, a teacher, things like that. But I don't have to work 40 or 60 or 80 hours a week to accomplish what I need to accomplish. I can work in small, fast um, spurts of time that I can get things done. Then I need rest and I need to be out in nature. So it's very interesting, you know, and when you think about someone who is running a business and had four children 
and a wife and a daughter and a friend, you know, this is how I got exhausted because I was trying to be it all and do it all. And I couldn't, right? But yet I was doing it. That's what a manifesting generator does. They have that go, 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 and they can handle it and they can go and they can get it done quickly and over and over and over again without the rest that I have to have. So it's really fascinating. It's one of the few personality tests or personality programs that that I really can look at the whole program because it talks about your gifts. And I'm like, wow, it's really spot on. Yeah. So I think it's been around since the 90s. Okay. Yeah. But again, it's one of those things that helps inform us. It doesn't box us it informs us to be able to move and give and and be the best that we can be that happy exactly person child that we want us to be you know exactly and I have friends now that have young children who friends who have studied um, human design along with me and they have children in the home and they have done their charts and it's really fascinating it like how they can see, oh, this child is a generator, but this child is a projector. So, you know, when, when we're thinking about vacation, right. you know, we need to make sure we have some downtime in there. Mm-hmm. So child B can really enjoy to his fullest, but also child A can handle moving the whole time we're gone. Right. And so they, they really can plan vacation. They can plan school. They can plan whatever, um, knowing how the child is created to work. It's fascinating. I, I, um, yeah, I'll just say it's fascinating. I love it. And that's just, you know, hopefully we're giving our parents, our guests that are listening, some of those little nuggets to help kind of put those pieces together. When you want to make a big change, being informed helps us make this hopefully a little bit easier and a little bit better for all of those who are involved. For all of us. And, you know, here's what I say. They're tools, right? Mm -hmm. They're simply tools to have in your toolbox. And the more you know, the the more choices you have, right? And I was one when we did something different in our small community. I did not homeschool, but I moved my children out of the school that they were zoned for to another school. And this was before charter schools, uh-huh. you know, so this was like really not heard of. And, um, you know, I got a lot of negative comments about it. And it the, the one thing that I say is, you know, you know your child and don't be afraid to step out and do what you think is best for your child. And if you have four children, it doesn't have to be the same for all four exactly. because where one child can thrive another child can barely survive. And that's what was happening in my home. That is such an awesome message. And that's part of what we want to make sure parents are hearing too. You know your child. Don't doubt that. And if you don't know what to do, then get the help you need to get Absolutely. Absolutely. I talked about the MBTI and one of the basic courses, the the introvert-extrovert. So extroverted children get their energy from being around people. 
introverted people lose energy being around people and, and gain energy by back by themselves. Yeah. So to throw all of the introverts and extroverts into a school, the extroverts are going to like be the popular kids. And then me right. like, the introvert is going to sit there. It's like, how come I can't do that? I feel bad about myself because I can't be all this out there doing yeah. that. And yeah. so in a way being introvert made me feel bad. But at the same time, a lot of those extroverts was like, man, how come I can't sit still like these introverts? How come I can't focus right. and do stuff. Yeah. So, you know, knowing the kids, knowing the difference, just, yep. just not even the big, the big picture, but just some of these little differences can help them understand Absolutely. That, that it's not wrong. They're not better. They're just different. And yeah. to hear just, just, Oh, everybody's different. Doesn't mean anything. We're all, right. you know, Let's but get those to, so they can figure it out. <laughs> yeah. Well, and you know, even, you know, and I, this may have been you too, but you know, if William could have just had a pencil or a pen, you know, and flipped it in his hand or whereas how many teachers would tell him Stop. you're, you're annoying us. Stop that. Yeah. I you was know? always having to balance in my chair, finding the, the exact balance point, man. I got so tired of hearing chairs have four feet. It's like, I know they have four feet, but man, look, I can balance it. <laughs> the saying in our household at dinner, though, is seat to seat, back to back and four on the floor, because I have a son that can balance a chair unbelievably. And I'm like, no, this is mealtime. <laughs> I know. As a teacher, I taught my kids how to tap and how to twiddle, because guess what? They could move but they weren't annoying other people. And some of my kids were like, oh, I can do that. And then I feel better. But again, it's knowing and helping those kids understand it. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. This has been a wonderful conversation. It feels like we could talk for so much longer, but we're in Potapalooza. We're having fun all day long, but we have short time frames. So audience, I hope that you have gotten some wonderful nuggets. And before we go, Susan, make sure you let them know how they can get a hold of you. And is there one last thing that you wanted to say that we didn't get to? Yeah, that's awesome. So you can find me at susancruzco.com. It's S-U-S-A-N-C-R-E-W-S-C-O.com. And I'm on all socials at Susan Cruz Co. And the one thing that I would say, you know, I, I, well, I'll say it again. Look at your child and try to understand who they are and what they need to make them tick and be successful in life. And don't be afraid to step out and advocate on their behalf because they, we need their love and light here now. Yeah, thank you. That's a beautiful message. Our, our children are our future. And that, yeah, that just sums it up so beautifully. So thank you very much for being here. Thank you. Thank y'all for having me today. You're very welcome. Audience and attendees, make sure you are following Susan, following us. Hope you've gotten some nuggets out of this and we will see you later. Bye for now.